We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Master. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you because you are so good to us. Lord, you've given us your name. And Lord, we thank you that that name is all-powerful. Powerful, more powerful than anything that we can face, anything that we can ever come against. I thank you that your power is real and for us today. Lord, we pray today as we are here, Lord, that your presence would just envelop this place, envelop what we have to say today. Lord, envelop those that are watching online. And Father, we pray that, that, that your kingdom would be established here, and Lord, that your kingdom would be lifted up here, and that your kingdom would be uh, present amongst us. Lord, I thank you for the seed of your word being planted on hearts today to that we would reap a harvest and we would see the harvest of your word come to pass in our lives. I thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is a real honor to be here today. I want to say hi to everybody watching online, our normal online congregation. This does not look like what it normally does, I know, because we're actually on the road today. So uh, I'm going to explain that to you in just a minute. Why don't you jump in those chat rooms right there in the comment section below and greet one another there. Everybody here uh, that knows everybody from the, from the park here, you're good, but we brought a whole team with us, so I'm going to let everybody... Do uh, like they did in the old church back in the days and fellowship for a minute. So if you know somebody, uh, turn around, introduce yourself. If you want to social distance, that's fine. You don't have to do like we used to and hug and shake hands, but uh, at least greet one another. Hold that. Just hold it. Just set it up there. Just hold it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I am uh, It is uh it is really great to be here. Uh, we've been down a couple times. Uh if you're wondering who I am, uh I am I'm Tina's nephew. Uh Tina and my mom are sisters. I won't say which one's older. Um but uh, but I I mean, I I grew up with Tina. So uh, and then my uncle John's here today, and I haven't seen him in church since we opened our church eight years ago. So a miracle of God has happened today. I love you. I'm so glad you're here. Um, we opened our church eight years ago in Orlando, uh, down in the Dr. Phillips area, and COVID uh, in the last year, I'm sure, has been a real rough thing for everybody. And so when we, um, we, were, we were off during the lockdown times, and then we came back at Mother's Day last year, but we knew that our lease was uh, expiring. And uh, because of COVID and people being gone and people, so many people being out, our crowds just did not respond the way that we wanted them to. And when the lease came up, it was a normal progression on the increase of the lease. So if we would have been you know, normal times, we would have just went right on and increased with it, but with the smaller congregation and the increase that didn't really match up, so we uh, had to close our location down. However, we have not slowed down. We've been online ever since, and every Sunday we have a great crowd online, uh, and we have gone out remotely, and Tina called just a few weeks ago and said, I don't know if anybody would ever do it, but if you want to come down here, we have a really nice clubhouse, and, uh, and we can you know, if your people want to come down, they sure can. So uh, a, a few days later, we were at um, some of the team's uh, house. We were there at uh, Brad and Reagan's house, and uh, uh, it was one of the birthdays for their kids. And um, I said, you guys, I got a really unusual opportunity to uh, do church out on the road. Anybody interested? It's down in Zephyr Hills, you know, where they make the water. And... Uh, <laughs> And so she said, 
everybody there said sure let's do it so uh that was about three weeks ago so we've been planning it ever since i was a little nervous because i'd only been here one other time and it was at their house and uh or their skid what is that called what is the name of that port okay their port i knew it was some portable thing anyway um i was a little nervous because I, I had never i'd only walked by this building i'd never been inside and I didn't know what to expect, so I'm thinking, we're going to have to bring a sound system. It's going to be a lot of work. Uh, and I walked in here, and I just got to tell you, you all have got it going on down here. This is, as, this is almost as nice as the sound system we had in our building. And when she pulled the iPad off the wall and she started walking around doing her little, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So uh, it, this was just an easy thing for us. Uh, we do have several members of the congregation watching online. That's what all that is over there. Uh, watching online today that I see already started in the comments saying, wow, it's so good to see everybody. Um, and so for those of you that are from the resort here, it's our pleasure and our honor to be here today. Thank you for coming out and supporting us today and being here with us. Um, and and who knows we may make this a regular thing i don't know we'll see uh, if we come once a month or every once a quarter or something we'll figure it out um uh, but um I'm, I'm just really happy to be here uh i um have been in the ministry since 1993 we started this church eight years ago we moved here from oklahoma uh tulsa oklahoma i was on staff there at a mega church about eight or ten thousand people i was the youth pastor there I had a great job. I could have just retired there. Nobody retires to Oklahoma, though. Come on, where do we all retire to? Come on, I think I'm there. It's right, right? And so, uh, and I thought, and I was literally, the Lord just kind of flipped a switch inside me, and uh, we ended up giving up a great job at a great church. I was, like I said, I was a youth pastor. My, my youth group was about 500 kids. We did all kinds of fun activities. And we gave all that up to follow the plan of God for our lives. And uh, that's why we moved to Florida. We love Dr. Phillips, love uh, Orlando, uh, and love everything about Florida. Uh, so it's just a, it's just, it's just a little bit about me, so since I don't know anybody uh, except our group. So um, I will say if you're, uh, if you're you know, from a denominational church, you can go home and tell everybody you got preached to by an old Pentecostal. Um, I'm old. I was raised Pentecostal back in the day in northeastern Kentucky. Don't worry. I didn't bring the snakes. They're at home. <laughs> we weren't that kind of Pentecostal. We were definitely not that kind of Pentecostal. But that's the way I was raised. I was raised an old Pentecostal. You can go home and tell all your friends if you're denominational today, we had an old Pentecostal preacher preach to us today, and they'll say, one of those old guys that sling their hanky and the snot everywhere, and it's like, no, I'm, I'm not that kind of Pentecostal either. So, um, But, yeah, I, I, I grew up that way. I grew up in church, was in the church my whole life, uh, walked away from God for a short season um, towards the uh, latter end of high school, first couple of years of college, kind of did my own thing. But it's so weird. Florida keeps coming back up in my life. Uh, we used to come on vacation, of course, who didn't? Uh, we used to come on vacation to Daytona Beach every year. In fact, the first time I ever flew on an airplane was to come to Daytona Beach. And uh, we were down uh, here for spring break when everybody used to go to Daytona Beach for spring break. And had a great time, was, you know, doing all the things college party kids do. And uh, the Lord met me in Daytona Beach. And I surrendered my life back to him, and then it's been all ministry ever since. So that's a little bit about me. Um, if you want to find out any more about our church or anything, it's direction.church on the Internet. And all of our services are on there all the time, so you can watch us anytime, um, anytime you want to. All right. Praise the Lord. Everybody from the online congregation, hi. I'm so glad you're tuned in today normally. What? They're watching. Yeah, I know. So uh, we went, next time we come down, y'all, all of you have to come with us, okay? So uh, if you have your Bibles this morning, we are going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and the screen, they will be up on the screen. Now, if you want to get real fancy, we do uh, operate inside the YouVersion Bible app. If you have that Bible app on your phone, you can click on Live Events and this location has been put in there today 
and our notes will just pop up right inside there. All right, so you can follow right along with me this morning on all these or on the screen. All right, so as we get started this morning, before we get into the, to the actual scripture, I do want to ask you this question. How do you react to hard times? There are hard times and challenges that hit all of us. In fact, this year, this last year, I think we could all probably take turns passing the microphone about something challenging and hard that we've had to face over the last year, and I bet we could probably keep passing the microphone and have repeat performances. We've all seen them. We've all had them. They shouldn't be something that, uh, that is abnormal to us. But the question I want to talk about today is how do you react to them? There are hard times and challenges that hit all of us, but the reaction to a hard time and a challenge is what's really going to determine the outcome. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, Paul actually says some really, really encouraging words because even he went through this. He says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. As I was preparing for this message, I, I ran into a quote, and I looked all over the place to see who said it, and I don't know if, if I said it in, a, in an old sermon in the past or, or if, if I just had this in my notes somewhere, but it says this, faith isn't a denial but it's facing facts without being discouraged. For example, take cancer. You can't deny the diagnosis, but you can deny the verdict. And I don't know who said that, but it was real good, and I thought it, it fit here. How are we handling facts? that want to determine our outcome. I'm going to tell you a story. Some of you have probably heard this, but there was a daughter who was complaining to her father about her life and how things had been so far. They had been very hard for her. She did not know how she was going to make it, and she wanted to give up. So she was tired of fighting. She was tired of struggling. It seemed that just as one problem was solved, another one arose. Her father was a chef, and he took her to the kitchen. He filled three pots with water and placed the fire on high. Soon the three pots came to a boil. In one pot he placed carrots. In the other pot he placed eggs. And in the last pot he placed ground coffee beans. He let them sit and boil without saying a word. The daughter impatiently wondered what he was trying to do. She had all these problems that she needed to talk about, and he was making this strange concoction. About a half an hour went by, he walked over to the oven, and he turned down the fire, and he pulled the carrots out and placed them in a bowl. He pulled out the eggs, and he placed them in a bowl. Then he ladled some of the coffee and put it in a bowl. And he turned, and he looked at her, and he says, What do you see here? And smartly, she replied, carrots, eggs, and coffee. And he brought her closer and asked her to feel of the carrots. And she did and noted that they were soft. He then asked her to take an egg and break it. And after peeling off the shell, she observed the hard-boiled egg. And finally, he asked her to sip the coffee. And her face frowned from the strength of the coffee. And humbly, she asked, what does all this mean? And he, he exclaimed, each of these things faced the same adversity, 212 degrees of boiling water. However, each reacted differently. So the first thing we want to talk about today is, do you respond like carrots? Now inside this is already, they're already cooked. Um, you might want to warm them up, but uh, these are already cooked carrots. And how many of you know cooked carrots do not sound like the carrots that Bugs Bunny ate. <laughs> Bugs Bunny, I, 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 when I was a kid, I used to try and do that because he made carrots seem like they were going to taste so good and so easy to chew. And as soon as you get your mouth full, 
it's like you were chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing and crunching and crunching and your teeth started to hurt and like this is just one bite what is this ever going to be over with but the carrot goes in strong it goes in hard it goes in unrelenting but then it goes through a hard time it goes through the boiling water and it comes out soft and weak if I was to open this can up and pour it out right now we could take a, a fork and very easily mush these a lot of, I see a lot of parents do this when they're feeding babies they mush up carrots and give to them or peas or whatever and these are some people who only think that the answer to their problems lies solely with God and they don't have to do anything they expect you know the finger of God is going to show up and if it doesn't then you know I guess that's just what he doesn't he doesn't want that to happen it has to be a spectacular movement. And when I say the finger of God, I'm talking about in the Old Testament, there's a story of one of the Old Testament kings and he was, he was in sin and the finger of God showed up and, and wrote his name on the wall. And a lot of folks look at their life and think, if, if I'm facing a hard time and God wants me to come out of that, then that's the only way it's going to happen is some spectacular, supernatural, you know, miracle of sorts. And when they do that, they put God in a box. Say, and they use these words. This is what I'm praying for, but this is how it has to happen. I'm expecting the outcome to show up exactly like this. We were talking about this, and I hope you're okay with me sharing this. We were talking about this just a few minutes ago. Some of our folks... Uh, had to buy a new washer and dryer this week, or just a washing machine, I think. And um, I, I called and said, you need to try a couple things. I told them to, to try to get a good deal. And they went, and they, they were working on it, and the one that they got was a scratch and dent. Anybody ever bought a scratch and dent? I, I love buying scratch and dents because you can haggle those prices down. <laughs> Come on. You can sit there. My, dad, my dad was a building contractor growing up, and uh, he used to tell me all the time, he goes, you know, make them feel it I'm like what do you mean he goes when you go in and haggle make them feel it because you know they, if they don't feel it they didn't give you a good deal and so you going on a scratch and dent you can haggle all day long so they went to go uh, haggle and uh, they got it got one and they brought it home and it was broken <laughs> and you, you kind of think oh man what what just happened and they called back and they argued with a few folks, finally got the salesman that they had, and he said, I'm so sorry. Just come get it here. I'll just give you another one. Brand new one in the box instead of a scratch and dip. They got a brand new one for the same price that they were going to pay for a scratch and dip. Now, that's, now, 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 okay, praise the Lord. That's great. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, there are folks that always would limit God moving to just being a certain way and I said to Fran I said the blessing doesn't always look like what we think it's going to look like the answer to a prayer sometimes doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like but see the carrots are stuck on just the one way it's only this way it's only spectacular and if it's not what they can imagine and what they can see then they get distraught, come on, and they get soft, and they crumble under the pressure. Some of you I know have heard the, uh, the story of the guy who was in a torrential downpour. It's so funny that it sounds like some of us right now. And those of you who are watching, I don't know what it's doing in Orlando, but here in Zephyr Hills, the, the spring that makes the water is getting filled up right now um, because it's pouring here. But there's a story of a guy uh, in an area where it's raining and the torrential, and, and, and he starts to see that the water is rising, so he climbs up on his roof. And he gets up there, and uh, he starts praying, God, save me, save me, save me. And a little while goes by, and somebody comes up in a rowboat and says, I'm here to save you. And he goes, no, 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 God's going to save me. 
And it, the, the guy's like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. God's going to save me. Thank you, though. And the guy rows on down the road. And so it, finally the water comes up above his first floor. And he goes, God, now come on. <laughs> I go to church. I'm a good Christian man. I even tithe. Come on. I, I, you got to send somebody. <laughs> you got to send some, You've got to save me. Say, come on. And so a little while longer, here comes a guy in a motorboat. Pulls up. And he goes, come on, get in. We're going to save you. He goes, no, no, no. God is going to save me. Y'all know where this is going. And so a little while longer, he gets up, and he's on the roof, and it's up to his neck, and he goes, God, come on. And he starts negotiating. I, I promise I, I'll, I'll never miss church anymore. I'll, I'll always go. And, and finally, a helicopter, the Coast Guard, sends a you know, ladder down and, and they say, come on, climb up here. And he's like, no, God's going to save. <laughs> so he goes to heaven and he's standing in front of the throne and he says, God, listen, I thought we had a deal. Come on, you're, you're supposed to take care of me. And God says, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. What more do you want? <laughs> and the thing is, is this is what people are looking past all the time. People get into a bind or get into a, a situation and they ask God and an answer shows up, but it's not the answer that they were expecting and they just look right past it. Other people won't even give God credit for it. There's something will happen and they'll go, well, we prayed and we thought, well, nothing happened and so we had to just do this. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't that have been God? But see, if it doesn't show up like they think it will, they become soft and weak. We, when I was a Bible school professor in Oklahoma, I had uh, somewhere, you know, we had, it wasn't a big school. It wasn't like Southeastern or anything. It was maybe 2,000 students. We had just decent size. And uh, we would have students believing God, you know, praying and asking God for their tuition. Oh, God, come on. I mean, you know, how many of you remember when it was like being in college when you, would, you know, you're eating ramen noodles because they were $10 for, you know, or 10 for a dollar and macaroni and cheese. And, and we had students that were doing that, just working every bit of it, just waiting tables, trying to really get there. And they were believing God for everything that they could believe God for and praying and asking. And somebody from their family would call in and say we're going to pay their tuition and so we would call them in and say hey somebody paid your tuition and they would say well who was it does it matter <laughs> your tuition is paid well if it was my parents I'm not taking it and we'd just be like you realize that you have to take this or you have to come up with the money to pay it or you can't go to class. No, no, no. I've decided I'm my own person. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. I am not. I said, have you been believing God? Have you been praying and asking God for help? And Are you working as much as you can? Oh, yeah, I am. And your parents heard from God, and that's not good enough for you? No. <laughs> and what happens? They, they become weak because they, God didn't answer them the way they thought he would answer. All right? You can limit God only to the answer that he promises. But please don't limit him on how he's going to get it to you. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. This is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And here's what it says. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. The question that had to be going through their mind was, does it matter if God's answer comes in the fire or before the fire. To them, it did not matter. They didn't expect only for God to change the king's mind before they went in. They said, even if we have to go in, God will still save us. 
They gave God the freedom to move however God wanted to move as long as his answer was them being delivered. And that's what carrots don't ever see. <laughs> they believe that they want the deliverance or the healing or the, the, the need met, but it can only come in certain ways. And by doing that, they limit God. Let's move on and talk about eggs. The guy that I used to work for, let me say this one more thing back to that, uh, the, the first one. The guy that I used to work for, he used to say this, people are set on the spectacular so much that they miss the su supernatural every time. Now let's talk about eggs. Eggs are people that do everything themselves. Now see, these, these are from Easter. You can tell these are, you already know these are hard-boiled because um, they've been colored. And some of them aren't even dry yet. That's amazing. Um, these are people who do everything themselves and don't look at God first, if at all. In our story, the egg was fragile, a thin outer shell protected by a liquid center. But after sitting through the boiled water, its inside became hard. And these are people that think that God isn't interested in doing anything for us. Everything's on us. If you do get God to do something, you're lucky. <laughs> they get hardened when it comes to praying. They're hardened when it comes to believing God for anything. They use phrases like, well, you know, I don't really care. If the good Lord wanted me to have that, then I'd already have it. I'm not going to wait around till he does. I'm going to get out there. He made me so I can work, so I'm going to get out and do it myself. These people are stubborn when it comes to the claims of God's words. They have this attitude of self-will. They have a hard time believing God will do anything for them because in their mind, thank you, in their mind, there's no way that you can know what God wants to do for you. They don't, they don't think the Bible is for us today. They don't think that anything that God wants to do in the Bible can be known for us today. And they go through challenges, and they even might make it to the other side. But when these folks get to the other side, they're kind of grizzled when they get there because they had to work so hard, and they had to lose their peace, come on, and lose their joy, and lose whatever friends they had. And they, they, they've they made so many sacrifices that it actually made them less of a person. And it was their own strength, their own steps. And by doing that, they kind of start conditioning themselves to pray less Well, because I can, look, I, I've gotten this far. They achieve some success on their own, but they never experience the full measure of greatness because they only achieve what their limited ability can achieve. I think it's fair to say to, about all of us, no matter how good we are, we're not as good as we could be. <laughs> and we'll, come on now, we'll never be as good as God is. And as much as I can do, and as great as multitasking as I am, and as many things as I can do, there is a limit to what I can do. In, in your life, you may have had a, a career doing something. There's only so much you can do. Yes, but I broke records, and, and I set, you know, I set the tone for my company. I mean, I, I've talked to men that, you know, I, I know a guy right now who's the number one home builder in Seattle, Washington. He made for his company, he's not the only owner, there's a partnership, but for the company, his branch last year in 2020, when everything was terrible, his company, his branch of the company made $32 million. Now, that's not bragging. That's pretty good. <laughs> but the thing about it is, as good as he is, there's only so much George can do. His, his ability, come on, has a limit. So does yours. So does mine. We all have an ability that we reach. And here's the thing. I believe in working as hard as you can. 
But if you exhaust everything you are, where are you leaving room for God? And this is what causes us to get hard and grizzled and hateful and mean and cut people off and remove people out of our lives and sabotage relationships and, and make ourselves to be, you know, something that we aren't. You can be as good as you can be, but you should be leaving room for God, come on, to do something in your life. 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 2 and 3, tells us a story of a guy like this. There was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. It's not bad. That makes us all go, yeah, see, it works. But there's more to this story. Look at what he had here. Uh, it says here in this translation he was very great, but it says he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife was Abigail. This woman was intelligent, had a beautiful face. Now look at what this next thing says. But the man was surely, was surly and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. Now I want to read it to you out of the, another translation. It says the man was harsh and evil in his doings. And this is the thing. We, we want to say that evil just means worshiping the devil and wearing black with black fingernail polish and smoking cigarettes while you're, you know, worshiping the devil. I don't know. And, and sure, I'm sure that is evil. But this word actually means, evil means he was separated from God. It just means that he didn't have a relationship with God at all. Not even through the Old Testament prophets or anything. He didn't have any access to God at all. Didn't care. He cheated people, didn't treat them fairly. He was a bad dude. All right? This is what, this is the, the egg people. People who are harsh because they've worked so hard themselves. Now let's talk about coffee. I was going to have a, a whole bag, but I, I got a K-cup. This is a Publix breakfast blend. There you go. Uh... And so, uh, I love these. I like the little metal ones better, but um, these are the people that allow God to lead them, to allow God to guide them. These are the people that walk in obedience to what they feel that God is telling them to do, and these are the people that reap the benefits. In our story, the coffee beans are unique after they were in the same boiling water, they changed the water. The water didn't change them. The coffee changed the water. See, if you, if you limit God to just being the miracle, you'll become weak. If you try and do everything yourself, you become hard and grizzled. But if you walk in what God teaches us to walk in, you actually change the surroundings around you. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Now see, we could stop right here and paint a picture because this is a hard time. This is not just, this is not just you know, some guys out with their buddies on the, you know, redneck fishing on the bank, you know. Hey, let's go fishing today. Now these are guys that are, if we were going to put it into our terms, these are people who are at work all night. And the company said, sorry, you're not getting paid. These are real estate agents who haven't sold a house in six months. Come on. These are, these are, uh, these are people who their, their, their clients have stopped coming. And so Peter is there. And he has a point in his life right now where he can become an egg. Why? 
because he's worked hard. I've already done everything I can do, God. I, I, I'm tired. And this is the choice that he has to make. And Peter's getting ready to make the life-changing decision, and he says it right here. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. These people will accept a miracle. If that's what God does, praise them. Praise the Lord. But these are people that are also willing to obey when they feel like God's telling them to go do something else. If God does a miracle, yes. But if God tells me to go do something, I'm willing to do it. And when they do either one, God blesses more than they ever thought that they would. These people use their talents, they use their gifts, and they allow those talents and gifts to put them in a position to receive the answer God promised them. The father who was the chef asked his daughter, which one are you? When adversity knocks on your door, how do you respond? Are you a carrot? Are you an egg? Are you a coffee bean? My grandfather used to say, do everything that you can do, as good as you can do it, and let God bless the rest and take care of it. And I would only change it to this. Do everything God calls you to do. Do it as good as you can, and then God will bless and take care of the rest. God has created each one of us with things that will come out. Everybody in this room has some kind of unique talent and ability no matter where you are in life. If you're retired or if you're just getting started, you still have a gift. God's made you a certain way. He's made you to be able to do something well. And if he tells you to do something with that gift, do it. I know that we, we, were, we used to pray at our church in Oklahoma. We used to pray over the offering and we would say, Lord, we thank you for good opportunities coming our way. Because some people take the idea of a blessing, meaning that God's just going to magically fill their bank account like fairy dust, and it's just going to happen. And it was, it's never been that. It's never, it's never been about that. It's always been, we would, we would pray for good opportunities, meaning if you're believing God for money, don't just expect somebody to give it to you. Expect God to open doors so that you can go put your hand to work and God will bless that to have favor with people that will buy things from you or hire you or that kind of thing. And that's what the coffee does. The coffee has something inside of it that when it's put in an environment, it'll change it. And you, in your life right now, have something placed on the inside of you that if God's telling you to put it in an environment, it doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable, but it does mean it's going to change if you'll obey. God's telling you, use your gift in this. Oh, but God, I've got so much going on already. There's already this going on, and there's already that going on, and I've got this going on, and I don't have time to do this, and I've got to be here for this, and I've got to do this, and my job's already exhausting me. And but the promise of it is, is if you will do that and get in the middle of that, that's going to cause, come on, the environmenting, environmentally changing gift that's on the inside of you to be released. And what goes on around you will change. The very thing that is hot changes from water into coffee. You have been created with faith. If you know Jesus, you already have faith inside of you. The Bible actually says these words, he has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And God wants to lead you in what the psalm says, near the still waters in the green pastures, lead you not into temptation. He wants to deliver you from evil, but he also wants to speak into your life so that your faith will increase 
And when you see a mountain, you can do what Jesus said and speak to a mountain. Instead of just going, God, move that mountain, you can turn and speak to the mountain. You change the environment. He wants you to do all that you can to stand and then stand. Those things that he created in you will activate his power in the middle of what you're facing and change it all the way down to the situation becoming different the way water does when coffee is added. In closing, I'll say this. Challenges are all around us. How are you responding? How do you come out the other side? Make it a point in your heart today. I'm not going to put God in handcuffs that he can only respond with a miracle. I'm not going to work myself down to a nub to where I become grizzled. I'm going to listen to what he's telling me to do. When I face this hard time, he knows the outcome better than I do. I'm going to listen to what he says. I'm going to allow him to pull my gifts and my talents out so that I can change that environment around me through his power. Father God, thank you for our time together today. I thank you that you want us to change the environment around us. And Lord, when we face hard times, when we face questions we don't understand, when we see things that are trying to take us out, take us down, Lord, help us to be like coffee, to walk in obedience to what you call us to do and allow our gifts to come out and change the environment around us. I pray that you'll help us to guard from being weak and limiting to you. And I pray that you'll help us to not be hard and grizzled where we sabotage everyone around us. But Lord, that we'll walk in victory because we listen and we obey what you're calling us to do. We thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, if you're here today with, with heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to ask this question because I don't know everybody here and I definitely don't know everybody that's watching online today. I'm going to ask this question. If you know Jesus, uh, do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with him? Now, I'm not talking about just being a member of a church. I'm not just talking about going to church since you were a kid. I'm talking about accepting the way Romans tells us to accept him. The book of Romans tells us that we believe in our heart that God raised, him for, raised Jesus from the dead, and then we confess that with our mouth, that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says that we'll be saved. And I don't know what your situation is, if you've had a relationship with him, if you do have a relationship with him or you don't, I'm offering today to introduce you to him. If you don't know Jesus, I'm going to say a prayer right here, and I want you to say it right there at your seat. Just between you and him, I'd like to know who you are, but I don't need to let everybody else know who you are. If you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life today, and you need to have a relationship with him, if you're watching online today, Come on, just let us know in the comment section or you can message us. If you're here in this room today and you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life by just accepting what he did, it's a simple act of making a decision with your heart and confessing it with your mouth. You don't have to come up front here and confess in front of everybody. You can do it right there at your seat. So if that's you this morning, I'm going to say this prayer and I want you to say it with me. And if you need to say it there at your seat, then just say it with me. Say this with me, Father God. I come before you today a sinner. But I believe that Jesus is your son. But I, and I believe that you raised him from the dead. And I believe that Jesus is Lord of all. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Make me a new person today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, if you said that prayer with me today and you meant it from your heart, you're now born again. You're not the same person that you woke up this morning. You're a different person. Completely different. And you say, well, you don't know all the stuff I've done. You don't know my past. I don't need to. 
your past is dead. It's behind you. You're now a new person, and God doesn't care what you did. So you don't shouldn't either. All right, one more thing before I uh, wrap it up. I want to pray for you today if you are going through a hard time. And I'm not going to, you know, embarrass anybody or anything like that, but if you are facing a hard time, here's what I want to, I just want to agree with you for you to become coffee. <laughs> for you to become obedient. That God, that allow, allow you to be used by God to change the situation around you. To let his power flow, flow through you. And Jesus said that if we agree as touching anything, and he's talking about in faith, that it'll be done. That's what Jesus said. So I want to agree with you today. If that's you, uh, and you're going through something that's kind of hard, and, and you need to see God change it, you need the, the situation to change, can I pray with you this morning? I'm not going to come there. You're not going to come up here. I just want to know who it is. Just slip your hand up and say, Pastor, pray for me right where you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else, don't be ashamed. Just hold your hand up, and I'm going to pray for you right here. And uh, if you're watching online, hit us in the comment section. Say, pray for me, Pastor. I'm, I'm facing a hard time right now. I want it to change. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you that your word is true. And you said that if we would agree, if any two would agree as touching anything, that it would be done by my Father in heaven. Now, Father, I don't know every situation that these folks are facing, but I know it's hard, and I know it's not easy. And Lord, I pray right now, and I put my faith with them, that the gift that's on the inside of them would come out to make room for them and to change that situation because your power is resting in them, on them, and now working through them. And we agree for these situations to change for your glory right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that it's done. We give you all the praise for that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I do want to say uh, this has been a lot of fun. I don't get to walk and preach very much anymore because I'm sitting in front of a camera at my desk usually, and this has been great. We've had a great time today. Um, we are going to receive an offering today. Now, listen, I want to say this. Don't feel any pressure. Anybody, I'm not going to try and pressure anybody on anything, uh, but we do this for our online congregation, okay? So here's what we can do. If, uh, if, if you want to give electronically, you can text. Do we have the slide? Yeah. You can text off of your phone if you don't feel comfortable doing it. You can text the word, uh, uh, you text the amount. So if you're going to give $5, you just write 5 and send it to 84321. You can also go on our website from your phone, direction.church. Click on the Give button. Now, we put up this mailing address for our, our congregation members who like to write checks still. And so uh, we put the mailing address up there for them to see it. So if you want to send a, uh, a check, folks that are watching online, this is the address right here, P.O. Box 40, Loman, Florida, 33858. Uh, and if the rest of you uh, want to give your normal tithes and offerings, you can do it the way that you normally do. All right? Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, I can't tell you how many folks this, this week gave me testimonies about the benefits of tithing that, that they were expecting to pay more for something and something happened and the Lord stepped in and intervened and you can say that that's luck you can say you can call it whatever uh, we choose to believe it's because the Lord honors his word and he says that if you bring the tithes to the storehouse he'll rebuke the devourer for our sake and so what does that mean that means the things that would take your money and so just this week, I had at least three folks from the congregation text me or call me and say, I was having to face this, and because I tithe and, and, and prayed and asked God, this is what happened. And it was thousands less than what they thought it was going to be. So praise the Lord. We thank you for that. And uh, those of you who uh, give normally, thank you so much. It's always a, a blessing to see God doing it in your life. Amen. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give today. We thank you that the needs of Direction Church are being met. We thank you that the needs 
of its people are being met. We thank you that as they follow your rules of giving and receiving, Lord God, they're getting new jobs and raises and promotions. They're getting new patients, new clients, new listings, new business opportunities, new invention ideas. Lord God, their investments are flourishing. I thank you that they're getting uh, divine appointments and divine favor upon them during those appointments. I thank you that inheritance money is coming their way, an unexpected increase is coming their way. Things that they've been stuck and waiting for are breaking forth and coming through because they follow your obedience in, in, in giving and receiving. We thank you for that today. and We call them blessed and every need met. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. God bless you as you give this morning. Uh, thank you so much again, Tina. Thanks so much for asking us to come and do this, and we hope to come back and do it again uh, sometime. Um, if you want to watch us online anytime, all of our past messages are up there, uh, all of our live services Sunday morning at 1030, Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock are at direction.church. Uh, and there's a live section on there. You can also catch us on YouTube and Facebook and all the other social media platforms. We're on everything. Now, if you have a Roku or an Amazon Fire stick or a, uh, yeah, that was, that was us in our building, um, uh, or uh, Apple TV, we have a channel on all of those. So if you want to go to any of those app stores, you can download Direction Ministries, and you can watch us on Roku, Amazon Fire, or Apple TV all the time. We also have an incredible podcast that airs three days a week where we have tremendous guests all the time. Uh, and uh, so you can watch us interviewing those folks Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 2.30 uh, p.m. So praise the Lord. Thanks again. We're going to uh, dismiss. If you'll stand up, I, pr I pronounce a blessing over the congregation every week. And uh, we just believe that this is for you too. So Lift your hands if you receive it. I call you blessed. I say you'll go everywhere God's called you to go. You'll have everything God's called you to have. You'll do everything God's created you to do, and you'll be everything that God's created you to be. You will walk in the favor of the Lord, and your life will be blessed. Let's go take the journey together. God bless. Have a great day, everybody.